0: Hi, I Zain, I hope you hang out today because hi Pratish, we have a fantastic legend today that's joining with us. Hello, hi Bimal, hi D Patel, hi Hiren, we're just waiting for some more people to join so that uh, nobody misses anything. Thank you all for being here, Uh, it's going to be a power packed one hour. So if you still have any questions, please uh, let us know, either send it in the question box here or in the comment box, any questions for Vivek or even in the middle of the session if you have any questions when he's talking something, please let us know. It's just about 9 o'clock. We'll just wait for a couple of people to join, couple of more people to join. Uh, <clears throat> so, this is going to be a power-packed session. Very, very useful. Lots of knowledge, lots of new information that you have never heard before. So, especially for uh, rhythm players, drummers, percussionists of any kind, you, it's invaluable. Okay. Hi, hi, Abhi. I remember that you had asked the question, so hang on, hang on. We're going to get to speak with the master soon. Alright, it's 9 1. We will wait till 9 3 and then we will begin because I don't want to waste any time. Uh, if you have any drummer or rhythm player friends, if you have any music producer friends, you should send this live to them. Ask them to join. Hi, Vimlesh. Ask them to join because this is going to be truly invaluable. Yes, I agree. He is amazing. Hiren, you are also a drummer, if I understand it. Hello. Hi, Harshita. Welcome, welcome. Please send this to your music producer and percussionist, rhythm player friends. Pratish, if you are around, please ask Dharmil also to join. Send this live to him. He should, he should be there. Even Prashant, please tell Prashant to join. Or Viraj also, please tell Viraj, Prashant, and Dharmil. They have to be here. Even Dushyant, if you can get hold of him. These are all. Rhythm and tabla players. Alright, great. Thank you, Pratish. Just one minute more and then we are going to get Vivek on as well. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I am personally very excited. Yes, Hiren. So you are a drummer and a percussionist. Okay, great, great, great. That's very nice. Just a couple of seconds more, and we're going to get Vivek on. Please keep your questions ready. You can always send me the questions in the question box or in the comments. And okay, so now it's nine three. We are going to get Vivek on over here.
1: Hey. Hi, hi, hi. How are you? Very good. I must say, this is the first time someone's invited me on Instagram Live to chat with them. So, thank you.
0: What are you saying? Of course, it's our honor, it's our pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I'm going to quickly give them a little introduction of who you are. So everybody can obviously find out from his Instagram page and on his uh, official website also, that's vivek.com. It's a very long introduction. I can't uh, fit in all the information right now, but I'll tell you what I know uh, or how I know of him. So he's one of the most mind blowing composers and music producers that I've ever come across. Apart from his extremely obvious skills as a mridangam player and as a rhythm player, but uh, as a composer also, he is absolutely brilliant. In fact, uh, I want to Vivek tell them how uh, we met. So, Vivek and I were playing on this album called Malabar to Morocco back in the day, I think around eight, nine years back, with Shalin. So
1: yeah, yeah. I didn't remember the name of the project. I just didn't remember it was Shalin's uh, recording.
0: Correct, correct. And yeah. I had heard Vivek's uh, Moving Images, his album, it had released on the Blue Frog record label at that time. And there there was was no
1: Facebook or anything. So we never knew who's listening to
0: the music. Correct. And so uh, I always thought of Vivek as like my hero and I admired him. I had listened to his album over and over and over again. And one day we were playing, uh, we were recording a session for (laughs) Malabar to Morocco in the studio and uh, I was playing my part uh, and Vivek walks in and I just froze and I asked Shalim is that Vivek raj And he's like, yeah, Vivek is a friend. He's going to play Vridhangam on this. And I'm like, no way. And I just froze. And I asked Vivek to exit the recording room I very humbly. I was like, I won't be able to play in front of you. Please leave for some time. <laughs> Let me pay my no, part.
1: just too kind. Yeah, just too kind. Thank no, you. No, no, no. So, so,
0: Vivek... Uh, we want to ask you about a lot of different categories of uh, questions. There are a lot of drummers and rhythm players and aspiring music producers also over here. Everybody, welcome. Uh, we have we have Vivek Rajgopalan with us. Um, so, Vivek, tell us first about your newest uh, venture, which is artsquarefeet.com. Can you please tell us all about what it is?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, at the, uh, like the name suggests, yeah, uh, art actually doesn't need any space. You know, um, uh, for me, I, some, some of these things that happen, I take my own time to react. Uh, unlike many on social media who don't take too long to just react and come out with things. Yeah. So uh, it took me time to sort of brood over what happened and what hit us. And uh, the only thing that uh, struck me first was that when was art ever confined to any space? You know, when yeah. everyone started talking about how are going to do this live? Of course, I'm not denying that we are used to a certain audience and having people with us. But at the same time, if I have to date back to since art existed or art was consumed, you know, whether it was under trees, whether it was on, on streets, um, auditoriums, um, anything, right? So art yeah. never was sort of confined uh, to a space. Now the challenge was we were confined to a space, right? As human beings. yeah. But then how do we still make sure that art doesn't confine, our our own skill and our art doesn't confine itself? Because I think that struggle is what is very important. That if we sort of think that I am confined, my art is not confined, right? Uh, But how do I present my art in the best possible way yeah. If I'm given a small window to sort of do present my art, correct. That's where the challenge is. So Art Square Fit was born out of one, that, uh, idea, of saying uh, free yourself, and second most important thing that I wanted to, uh, put the power in the in the hands of the artists because, yes. um, I didn't find any portal or let's say anything where, the artist could go create his own show. Have his own Instagram link, Facebook link, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. everything that he or she controls, and yeah. um, the posters made, the link is shared, everything is sort of in one room, right? Yeah, and yeah. Um, it should be like quick steps, and then and then ticketing, right? The best part about me deciding here's the a, here's a sort of a duality that exists, yeah. Artists mm-hmm. keep saying that hey, we know we should do paid gigs. The question one should also ask is how many of you are ready to go? and do ticketed events. How many of you believe that you, yeah, that people are going to pay for you, right? Correct. So That's very important. You're right. That is something, yeah, so that is something which uh, every artist sort of needs to question themselves. It's like saying, yeah, hey, I didn't get promoted to a general manager. Have you ever asked yourself, do you deserve to be uh, given that general manager post, right? So I yeah. think it exists both ways that artists, one, need to realize whether, for themselves, that is my art w- worthy enough to be um you know uh, 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 to be put up putting up like i should put out my art over there and people should pay xyz price it could be 100 rupees or whatever yeah then the other math that came to my mind was look at all other i mean i'm gonna uh, say it in as many words whether it's facebook or youtube or whatever right there are all sort of algorithms and this chase of subscribers that one needs to have to earn money when yeah. i'm talking only on internet domain because now we are confined to the internet domain yeah. So, um, uh, and then there are, of course, a curator lot, right? Where there is a selective yeah. curation that happens. Yeah. But why can't uh, a yeah. harmonium player, dolak player, everybody, they all have the right to earn money, right? Yeah. Yes. So I was saying that even if uh, someone puts out a 100 buck ticket and he gets 50 rupees, that's 5,000 rupees, right? That's the amount that everybody's sitting and contributing, making donations. How long are you going to last on donation money? You need to be self-reliant at the end of the day, right? Absolutely. So it's a mix of all these things. And uh, like I said, I have, for me, ArtSpaid is not mine. It is an artist doing it for other artists. So every artist who goes and creates his own uh, domain there, owns his own little square feet there.
0: Amazing. That's a very beautiful thought. And I think it's very empowering to the artists as well, because now they finally have a space where legit, it's a legit platform where there's a ticketed event which lasts only for that duration on the internet. People come, pay, watch you, and that's it. It's, it's, yeah, it's...
1: absolutely. And you have a sales tab there. So if you want to know how many people bought your tickets, it's right there. There's no hanky-panky going on there. you know.
0: That, that's fantastic. That's
1: absolutely yeah. amazing.
0: Uh, but uh, uh, tell me something. So apart from this, if, if, for example, Art Square Feet had not been born, uh, what mm. was your other, did you have like a plan B? because you're a live musician as well and like
1: how are you dealing so started, with this whole... so to be honest very instinctively i started teaching yeah uh-huh. that my survival instinct uh to be honest started kicked in and i said okay i have been teaching so the right now without getting too sort of stressed about things i yeah. started teaching and um uh, you know it's been a great experience even there uh, I am doing a course with uh, TSM now, for uh, which is True School of Music, which is curated especially for music producers. So I had to design something which is not Konokole heavy, but using Konokole to see how um, you know uh, you can so use some of the methods to yeah. better your production skills. So yeah, so that's what I did, you know, and I had a lot of uh, unreleased tracks I started mixing those. I mean, I started sending out to my friends and hopefully, yeah. so there's a single called which features uh, the singer Swetha Atangadi right.
0: uh,
1: and I'm saying this here for the first time it's not even gone as a post by the way All right. uh, which, yeah, which I'll be releasing soon yeah
0: fantastic fantastic yeah so basically it's the same so we're churning out more music more art more that's that's the yeah, way to go it. right
1: that's I mean how much can you keep thinking that your bank balance is depleting the least you can do is go out and put yourself and you know you just yeah. have to work that's it that's, that's the only choice
0: so for for the young uh, musicians and producers who are tuned in today what would you say that they need to do to sort of reinvent themselves or uh, orient themselves to this new completely new situation what advice would you have
1: see okay let me put it this way this is not something that as artists at least i can say that we faced as a yes as a as a as a human calamity of course yes but yeah. otherwise Like we went through the internet, I mean, the digital transition, right? Yeah. When every musician was like doing analog recording and then that whole shift happened. There was loss of job even then for live musicians, right? True, true. things came in suddenly
0: and suddenly nobody needed real instruments anymore for a while.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the the worst thing you can do to yourself is to uh, whine about it, you know? Um, and say this happened I think the I can talk about myself as in music has always taught me uh, one one thing right yes is to do what is uh, what is right and what's possible uh, when I mean that I'm uh, what I mean is like let's say if you're playing in a in a in a band situation right and yes. uh, someone makes a mistake now you have a yes. choice either to call out that mistake or or make a face or think about the song and cover it up, right? Yeah, so true. that's an instinct, saying that, what do I do now, right? Yeah. Similarly, in these sort of situations, I think skill is the most important thing, um, that you keep developing, keep developing, keep developing. There's no end to that, you know? Correct. Yeah. Um, as a Mridangam player, when I started, obviously I was faced with the same uh, situation because um, you know, you go to the same music festivals, you go through the same thing. Um, challenges come your way but you need to you know you need to skill yourself to that situation so that's every musician every young musician i'll the only thing i'll say is you are not just a musician you have to know business you have to know marketing you have to know the tools of basic tools of editing right yeah so you are that's the world you're living in that's literally our mission
0: statement you know Vivek literally our mission statement here at iMisigen if you look at all our posts we talk about looking at uh, yourself as also like your profession also as a business you can't just say that okay I'll keep practicing at home but if nobody knows about you if you've not put your word out if you've not put your videos out your assets right your media assets if you've not put them out then it doesn't make sense
1: yeah so the uh, like I was telling you earlier as well for me, the the business part of it, you know, it's huge. It's yeah. huge. And I don't think, I'm not trying to say that it's easy. It yeah. is very difficult. It is very tough. Um, you know, uh, thankfully, I've had a stint in advertising and marketing. I've studied in XIC. Um, I even worked in an agency, ad agency for six months, you know, yeah. only to believe that this is not for me. But that apart, uh, I think I've always believed that as a musician, you can play at home. You can play for your friends. As long as you want. Yeah. There are two aspects to this. One, the day you want to go out and play to people and you think that you need to be paid for it, yeah. firstly, make sure that your skill set is at a certain level. Yeah. Two. You're giving you're going on stage, people are giving their senses to you. Yeah, we owe yeah. it to them. Because they're coming to listen to you. And the yeah. fact that they're coming to listen to you. That's a big thing. We need to be grateful to that. And you need to have that sort of, I mean, the analogy that I give is, do you ever get, your, get a heart surgery done or a brain surgery done by any random doctor? Right?
2: Yeah. If
1: you're not going to go, if on the, surgi- on the surgery table, you get to know that this guy is not a, um, a surgeon, you're going to jump and run away, right? Or die on the spot, thinking yeah. that this guy is not even skilled. How yep. on earth do musicians think that without having the necessary skills, you can go and do surgical uh, on, on people's minds? That's, that's something on... even
0: more delicate, right? <laughs>
1: exactly. So on emotions, right? They have yeah. had a stressful day. They've had whatever life. They're coming to come and just have a good time and they're giving your, giving their emotion uh, uh, the senses to you. So, So that's one aspect of it. Second aspect, okay. the minute you think you need need money you need to know the all the aspects of business that um you know what is this fee for is this fee only for my for my gig um is this fee for people to record my show do i have a right to say please don't record my show if you want to record my show i have as an artist right to say i need a fee for this or i as an artist have to say sorry i object for your recording yeah? Yeah. So yeah. do the do people know these rights? Um so all this when you write an invoice, what do you write in your invoice? When yeah. you get into music production, yeah. what are the services that you're offering? And believe me, all this I learned pre internet world. So today there is no excuse for people not to learn all these things because sure. you you go to a website, you talk write copyright law India, write performing rights, it's all yeah. there. All the information is there. And I think there's so many lawyers uh, and so many sessions that are happening on this. So yeah. trust me, there is absolutely no excuse for for musicians today to say that, oh, what is all this, you know? Then yeah. too bad, you know, you can remain in your shell.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then there is no excuse, truly. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah.
0: But uh, tell me, we're now coming to your to your other aspect as a rhythm player and now you've expanded that to so many other instruments also so, I mean you obviously I have seen you playing live and you have reinvented so many aspects of it uh, you sit on a cajon box and uh, you play so many instruments on the side while also triggering triggering Ableton tracks etc uh, did this was this born out of a need to sort of accompany yourself and like how did this whole experiment with so Ableton I... and live looping start? Mm-hmm.
1: So there are two aspects to this, okay? One is, of yeah. course, I love... Uh, like, I, like, I, like I told you earlier, uh, for me, every problem actually is, gives rise to an idea, right? Yeah. Every time I'm faced with a problem, I look at look at as an opportunity for an idea. So yeah. as a Mridangam player, initially when I started... Um, uh, to be honest, there are multiple reasons why I started sitting on a stand. One was back in the days when I used to play with Lucky Ali. Or yeah. any other live concert, I used to never get a proper throne to sit on.
0: Like no risers flight
1: or... cases, risers. Every time I'll say specify the risers, it just never came. You know? <laughs> so it, it I used to get really pissed about it. And I yeah. said, Okay, I'm I'm gonna see what I can do. So then I created a, a really complicated stand for myself, which is still there for me. Yeah. Uh, and then of course moving images happened. Um just during that time, I also had a massive like before that I had a lower back issue, so oh. I couldn't sit for too long on the floor. Got it. Mm-hmm. So I saw this. Obviously, it's not like I was going to say that I'm lifelong going to be on seat. But then I saw a thing saying that what if in future I'm not able to sit? Yeah. Okay. So I started getting used to sitting on on a drum throne, yeah. long back. You know. Yeah. 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 I think around 2007 itself, I had started sitting on the. Now that again opened up another opportunity for me because I could then trigger Ableton, you know, use it for um, triggering clips and uh, I even use a looper, um, you know, it was an yeah. elect- it, I still have it, an electro looper. So every track I used to, so good thing was my hands, I could still play, yeah, yeah I had a vocal mic and I, could, I had the foot pedal with me for electro so I could do my looping as well. So suddenly okay. I had like two, so like I said, problem was my back. But then I made use for, I said, okay, let me have four limbs to use, you
2: know. <laughs> and then of course there
1: was a gradual sort of development. Uh, yeah. You know, I kept discovering new, 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 new things. Slowly I yeah. shifted from hardware to software looper. Um, and that's when I started looping like crazy with uh, Ableton. I, I still don't know a lot of things about Ableton. Like I don't yeah. program on it. Uh, yeah. But when it's my live gig, it's absolutely my go-to software.
2: Absolutely. So yeah, I'm
1: like putting a ten-year-old, ten-year journey in a nutshell.
2: <laughs>
0: yes, uh, Sigmund is saying Vivek was the first Madhengam player I saw who was on his feet, moving images launch. Yeah,
1: that's that's right. Yeah, I think he, uh, I think Sigmund's career started at Blue Frog with this gig, or maybe I don't know, maybe a gig before.
0: Ah, I, I it is it's phenomenal though. Uh, so, for rhythm players who are also tuned in right now, would you encourage them if they have not still started on their production journey? Would you encourage them to uh, start dabbling with Ableton Live, especially now because it's ninety days free? They can just try it out. What, what, what do you, what would you say to them, to drummers especially and to rhythm players?
2: Mm.
1: It's a see. To be honest, it's a matter of interest also. One can't be pushed into something because it's cool, you know. Yeah. I think uh, one needs to have that desire first. To it's like picking up an instrument, right? Yeah. I can't say play the guitar if you don't have that, like you know, affinity, that little attraction to
2: it. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. You need to feel a little attracted to it, right?
2: Yeah. And then yeah. you'll
1: then you'll pick up the instrument. Similarly, I think if um, even with uh, production, yeah. it's great to know it. You know, it's a great thing because for me personally, um, again, the reason why I picked up production was when I produced my first track yeah yeah, I had the melody and everything and I went and got it produced by a friend who was too kind to do that but something in me said this is not the sound you know this is not the sound I wanted everything yeah. is fine but yeah. this is not what I wanted that's when I started saying okay I'm gonna learn this <clears throat> and I don't know you know, Shree the bass player he was the one of who convinced course. me to, to, to buy a computer and yeah. I took a loan and I bought a computer and mind you my computer could only do midi I couldn't record audio. It would oh, crash. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, because it was a 6 GB hard drive and it was a 5 and 2 MB RAM <laughs> uh, with Cubase on it. So that's how I learned production and every melody, every beat of mine was in MIDI. So, oh my God. So I even today, I only do MIDI. It's oh, really? a, it's like, yeah, it's a psychological thing for me because I can change uh, audio at any time since it's MIDI. Correct. uh and my quality thing always is there you know so yeah. like i said it's in, it's just etched in my head and i'm just so into midi all the time you know so yeah i think that's a uh, like i said that was my journey of it's so nobody told me to do it but because yeah. i felt that i have a voice i want to yeah. say this it's in my head yeah. and i want to translate that so if sure. you want to do music production you need to have either that reason of why you want to do it. So let's say if you pick up Ableton Live, for instance, right? Um, then you need to first answer yourself. Why am, I doing, why am I doing this? Do I want to become a dubstep producer, electronic music producer? Do I want to do only live? You know? Um, and to be honest, there's nothing that can substitute listening to music. So the kind of music that you listen to yeah, then circles back to why do I need to produce music? you know correct correct because i have this to say i have mm. this beat i want to put an effect here i want to do this i want to do that that reason should drive you into music production so right. i think first and foremost i would advise everybody find that reason for yourself uh yeah. which is really important whether you pick up yeah. logic ableton or anything right. yeah once you have that reason i think then it's a smooth ride you will find everything then into all these tools true
0: so now I'm going to uh, go back to two questions now. One is also about the Midi Dangam. Can you please tell us a little
1: about it? How oh. did that
0: idea even come forth? And uh, can you tell us what it is first of all? And then so, how did you okay. come upon?
1: Yeah. So Midi Dangam is uh, is something that I've had again for more than 15 years now. with me, And again it was just born out of a simple uh, observation that I made that um, when you start like I, I trained uh, to play the mridangam, right? So then I, I mean, I also went and learned Western classical piano for two years. Did Trinity College like second grade, you know? Then went and learned a bit of jazz theory. Correct. Okay. Um, but one thing that I kept observing was a person who was a uh, who was an adept keyboard player was yeah. very quick with programming. Person who knew right. to play guitar, his yeah. action enabled yeah. him to play MIDI stuff on guitar, right? And yeah. then you always, you already had this a wave drum where you had this like circular thing where you could play and all that. Yeah, right? the handsonic and the handsonic and all that. So yeah. you had like two hands that you can do and whatever. Yeah. The action
2: yeah. was
1: vertical, all right. of them, mm-hmm. right? There was nothing that catered to the slightly off gravity movements. Okay. Yeah. India has the most amount of people who play. Two-hand percussion. Wow. Okay. Right? Which is yeah. Dholak, Dolki, Pakavaj, Mridang. Yeah. Rall.
0: Right? Uh, Tabla sali. might be
1: the most popular. But yeah, yeah. the two-sided drum, coal, everything. It's all two-sided. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. the action is this. Action is fingers and against gravity. Yeah. So that's it. That was my trigger. That I want to see what are the beats that can be created. Using my intuitive actions. What are the patterns? What are the music that get created? Using my actions. Correct. So, mridangam was born out of that idea right. of uh, having to explore a new sort of... See, sometimes you have an idea and you work towards it. Sometimes the instrument leads you to an idea. Correct. But so, did you like literally
0: what... construct it? Did you construct the middle? No, middle no,
1: middle? no. So, no, so the idea I had I just, yeah. to be honest, that shell is an actual jackfruit tree shell, which is right. a regular mridangam shell. Right. And then I went to this guy, Rai in Andheri East, uh, he plucked out some old rhythm pad machine for the display. The display yeah. is not up to the mark. But the main thing was we worked on the MIDI regions so on the left and right to map the actions. You know? it.
2: mm-hmm.
1: So <laughs> it's very basic. It doesn't even have velocity control, nothing. I have yeah. tried and tried of reaching out to different people in the world of technology. Uh, yeah. There'll always be the surge of people reaching out and then they'll fade out. Uh, hmm. But yeah, I think the basic idea is there. It's just a matter of tweaking it and making it a better version.
0: That, But that's phenomenal. So you, you are actually an it. But I think for I MIDI about...
1: instrumentalists yeah, yeah, so for MIDI instrumentalists, like you're talking about Ableton Live, for me it'll again become a thing where a dholak player, uh, 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 a dholki player, a nal player, a pakavaj player will have access to different sounds because they already have access to their skill. Correct.
0: That's amazing. So, I also I wanted to now ask you also about, uh, you mentioned how the music that we listen to sort of leads us into another direction, into sometimes production or sometimes even making new music. Now please tell us about the Tadhom project. Uh, where South Indian Carnatic classical music met hip hop, how did that come about?
1: How did Tadam project happen?
0: Yeah, in the sense, South Indian, the Carnatic classical music and hip hop, how did that
1: come about? Hmm. So for me, none of none of all this is is so direct. Uh, they all come from somewhere else. Um, so. It, it came at a point when actually I was again, you know, in one of my lowest phase. No concerts. Um, of course, people know me, but there was to be mm. honest, people thought I was busy, but I actually wasn't yeah. busy at all. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I kept working on my music. That's something which I never stopped. I kept doing, doing, doing stuff. I would keep yeah. working. I would keep producing, doing something or the other. So yeah. that music always was like, you know, working on it never. Because I was not busy, it didn't deter me from not working on my music. So around the same time, um, I just had this urge of saying, I'm done thinking about myself. I just wanted to share this knowledge. And again, it came from the fact of breaking certain stereotypes, right, of saying classical music only by South Indians, North Indian music only by North Indians, or, or of a certain society. Certain family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I see I, I get sick of ghetto ghettoism, which is very prevalent in the city in, in even in Bombay, where yeah. you're part of a certain clique, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 anti everywhere. Like everybody knows me, but I don't think I'm invited anywhere. So <laughs> I and it's it's i I'm fine, I'm free that way, you know. Um yeah. so that sort of triggered this whole thing of saying, I just want to share and see where music goes, you know. Uh, yeah. uh, so I've always drawn energy from some other ideas. So that right. sharing process of teaching, yeah. because for me, it was obvious that if I see rappers and when I saw Swadeshi, right, yeah. when I saw mm-hmm. Aklesh, uh, Mayavi and all these boys who were rapping and yeah. were rapping in their native language and more importantly, they were Young guys talking about very interesting stuff mm. uh, for me it was it was saying that what if these guys get skilled even more you know and understand right. rhythm better
2: yeah
1: and uh, and write rhythmic stuff after understanding phrases better so for me again, it came from the source of empowering and saying mm-hmm. if they have the skill uh yeah. to do this, it'll be f- fantastic that is why actually if you you're so the entire album in Tadum. Even in the conical sections, they are the ones who are doing it. I'm not doing it. I could have easily done those parts. But right. for me, that's the, that's the pride I take that they do it, you know. And yeah. that, that sends out a very loud message to people saying, uh, in fact, I still remember the first gig we did. There were people yeah. who saw the boys earlier. And uh, when they did this section, the conical and all that, they came up to them and said, how did you do this? you know, because otherwise yeah. they're like in this kya woldaya, kya, daya, kya you know they're in that <laughs> slightly yeah. swag mode, right? And then suddenly yeah. when they break into a conical traditional stuff uh, yeah. so, you know, I mean that's what I said, for me it was saying musicians are not gatekeepers, we are just mediums Absolutely. Absolutely. so so I go extremes about to everything, so to prove a point and another very important aspect of Tathom was the Mridangam was in the center of the beat Yes. I didn't pick up. cello यार hip hop है 808 beat lagau. Take yeah. some siren samples and some vinyl samples and do some uh, weird things there. You know. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't bother doing all that. I said I'm going to take the mridangam. Since you're a music producer, I'll tell you. It used to pain me that they'll they'll put some hard beat. They'll pan the mridangam left right and it'll sound like one teeny thing. You know.
0: Oh ho.
2: Yeah.
1: So I because i learned production i removed all my vengeance there and i said <laughs> i'm gonna make the left side of the murdangam sound so bottom heavy and the charti like a snare so yeah. the kick mm-hmm. was my baya and the charti was my snare that's how i visualized so i had to unlearn a mrdangam player's mind yeah. i had to wear the producer's hat play the mrdangam like a drummer wow so that's what that was my recording session day in and day out to simplify 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 And say these are going to be my beats, and that's it. I think somewhere, like I said, this is a bundle, these are layered. Uh, Tadum project for me is heavily layered into ideas, you know. So it's not as direct as taking hip hop and conical, no, not at all. I have believed in this, and again, this is proof of the pudding for me that I'll give you a metaphor again any dish, yeah, you never take two dishes and mix them. You only take the ingredients of the dish mm. and put them together. That's our new... It's unfortunate that in only music we do this ugly mishmash of, of dishes, you know?
0: So true.
1: So No true, one thinks really? that what is the ingredient? If I listen to flamenco music, what is the ingredient that I need to do? I don't need to take that music and put it on top of some and then make it all both crappy, you know? So uh, we are engraved with, unfortunately, music. Or you know, when we go for all these competitions, oh my god. They are the the criteria they put out. It's all like crazy. So like I said, Kadam Project for me was that correct blend of whiskey, if I may say, of saying, you know, look, taste, flavor, everything had to be just the right amount, you know?
0: That's brilliant. And Look where it took you. I mean, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the rise of the Tadom project itself? I mean, the obvious success with the inclusion in uh, Gully Boy. But apart from that, also you've had like great success in playing on stages around the world. Can you please tell us a a little bit about Vomex, for example?
1: So Vomex was a chance. I mean, what do I say about So Vomex is like uh, an exhibition where if young musicians who want to Come up, do original work, and I keep encouraging every musician. Please, please, India is a beautiful land. We have very talented musicians, but it's high time. You know, we have had so many writers, so many poets. You know, where are where is all that going? You know, so we need more it's and going more to Bacha. music. It's
0: going to Bachas Kitty.
1: God alone knows. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I think I think we have to sort of start doing this, you know. So Homec yeah. is a place which is basically World Music Expo. And even 10 years back, I wanted to go, apply and go. But the biggest deterrent is that uh, two deter- two things which are tough is one to be chosen uh, to perform over there. And once you're chosen, you have to fund your own, uh, you know, trip. Travel, yeah. So, yeah. But I won't go into that. It was quite a Vomex. I remember no, the I
0: visa. I remember the visa. Yeah. It's, yes. like, it's a
1: film by itself, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, but I, the reason why I did it was... Um, a whole bunch of world music festivals, right? They come there. So again, for me, because I'm not, I don't have anyone endorsing or any uncle, papa, or anybody, you know, doing anything. Uh, it's always been, I've only gone through the route of merit. So Tadum Project got, with God's grace, got selected.
2: Yeah.
1: We we went there, performed over there. There were lots of uh, world music festival Producers, I mean, um, right from WOMAT to Shambhala to people from Czech Republic and name it. I mean, from Germany Radio, Tokyo Radio, all these yeah. guys come and check you out. The yeah. acid test is if they listen to you for more than 15 minutes, because there are so many there, right? Correct. Hmm. So, and it was insane because for the first um, five minutes or so
0: ago, yeah. there's actually nobody there. Oh, uh, Vivek, uh, you, we just lost a little bit of your audio, I think. Yeah, I lost your audio. Uh,
1: I can't hear you. you. can't hear me?
0: Uh, so I, I, I join back? Oh, no, no, no. There you are. Now I can hear you. Huh? I can hear you now. No,
1: I can't.
0: May- maybe, yeah, just join back. Join back.
1: How do I...
0: No, Wait, no, no. I'll... I'll, I'll yeah, remove just... you. I'll remove you. Hang on, guys. Uh, technical problem. Let me just add him back quickly. Hang on. Requesting your patience. Yeah. I'll better.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, no. I was saying that. So I mean, so it was like a three-month waiting period. I didn't. I got two people who came and said we'd like to have you at the festival. And uh, yeah, I mean then. One of my biggest dreams, you know, playing at Womad happened. Um, it was not like I said; none of it is. None of it was easy. Yeah, uh, I had to put everything together. There's no manager, nobody. So I literally like put everything together. Yeah. Um, and it was, to be honest, I can't tell you. I had the most fulfilling time, you know, because yeah, uh, I had a ten-year-old email uh, rejection from Womad.
0: Oh which said,
1: which said our applications are closed. They didn't reject my music, but they said applications are closed. Right. And I have tried every possible thing, you know. So, and I mean, again, being brutally honest, I come from very, very humble backgrounds, you know. It's not like I've had access to any of this. So to me, if I could do it, I think any musician who just goes, all you need is really work hard on your music, because that's what, that was my only eye card. Nothing. Right. It didn't matter who I was. But the sound of Tadum Project caught their attention. I made sure the presentation was up to the mark. Even things yes. like working on costumes or my merchandise. Every single thing, you know. I yes. was right on the talking about, you know, business of music and everything. Whether yes. it's a front, whether it's the printing, whether it's using Khadi. Every damn thing. Block printed. So yeah. stood yeah. stood my thing with the, the the vision of Tadum project through and through. So yeah, I mean, I think it was very fulfilling. And Gully happened because of, again, Tadum. Uh, Ankur had heard the track and it yeah. was, you know, I wasn't expecting anything yeah. of this sort because we are always off mainstream, right? Yeah. Uh, but it was the most beautiful uh, brief I've ever had. Which yeah. is when I go to the meeting and Zoya tells me, they heard the stuff and they said, do you want a track like this? And I'm like, wow, when did, when did a musician get his own track as a brief last time? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your own reference tag you're getting, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. So my own track I get as a brief. I'm like, yeah, that's, thank you, you know. So yeah, yeah and I think it was it was beautiful that I could present again. Thankfully, I put, put the Mridangam in the center. Uh, I get tired of telling people, to be honest, who tell me, that tabla sound. I'm like, no, it's not a tabla sound.
0: <laughs>
1: so yeah. Yeah. two
0: vastly different instruments. I mean, just because.
1: Yeah, the- but trust me, it's a. It's. I don't know what to say. It's just one of those things which is just stuck. You know, it's <laughs> like every toothpaste is Colgate.
0: Just <laughs> <laughs> <Bad laughs> example, but yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, especially since you're a composer. Producer, you don many hats and also,
1: of Neeraj is going on writing. Neeraj. <laughs> yes. Neeraj, bye. Love you.
0: We're going to, we, we are just, uh, just chatting with my uh, co founder. We, we should get Neeraj also on. He's also a part yeah, yeah, Neeraj
1: is a, he's a bomb. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, go on.
0: So, uh, as a composer, producer, and you know, as a rhythm player, etc. Are you don many hats now? Uh, for someone who is a rhythm player, essentially at the center of his or her being right now, in this current scenario, how do you have any advice on how they could market themselves, or could they teach online, or could they collaborate? How profitably, of course. Uh, how, how do you think
1: that one could go about it? See, uh, first step is to filter down your own skill sets. First thing, right? It's yeah. like saying, uh, doing your own, uh, like analysis and s- being honest to yourself and saying, uh, because that's important, right? Everybody thinks yeah. they know everything. So first, first and foremost, you need to be <laughs> honest and say, yeah. yeah, because I always tell people do whatever you want, right? You do anything new, You're, you build a credibility, even though if I might be 20 years in this art square feet it needs to build its credibility from scratch. right? Sure. True. So building credibility. So you first analyze what is your skill. Yeah. So once you say these are my skill sets, let's say teaching is one avenue, right? Yeah. Now, if you think teaching is something that that you have something to share and yes. there is something to learn, for the first few sessions, you know, maybe do it just as a trial session with friends or people whom you think need it. Yeah. Right? Yes. Because in teaching also, you learn how to teach. It's not like a bond. Yeah. Right? Yeah. so as you teach you also simultaneously learn so if you think that's so that's one side teaching second if you're a composer producer this is a good time to do original work very good time to do original work if you have original songs there are Netflixes, there are ott platforms which are coming up with content there is a huge publishing and licensing market that's opening Tracks are getting placed in these movies, uh, in in shows, so yeah. uh, if if you have original work, there is at least a chance, right, for your music yeah. to be placed. It could be placed in adverts. it could be placed, you should look out for publishers very aggressively. I have in fact, for some artists even, you know, put them onto some of the publishers um, and said, you know, like literally known. Artists, right? Who didn't yeah. even know that this business exists. Mm. But it's important to know this. That when you have original, keep your stems. If you have stem master, stem mastering, do it, you know? So yeah. full track mastering, stem mastering, keep all these assets with you. Keep yeah. all the rights that who has in a very clear document, you know, who's a writer, who's a co-writer. Because when a, when a publisher comes to you, he yeah. needs to know who's the owner, mm.
2: right? It's mm. like coming yes. and buying
1: a flat. You Correct. know, yeah. if, when you go and buy a house, land is another flat, kisi aur ke naam pe, that should not happen. Bedroom is okay. you Correct. know. So yeah. so that ownership title, who has, yeah. who has the right to deal with? Right. So people need to, so that's one opportunity. This is a Correct. subject by itself, but that's an opportunity. So right. create original work, teaching, right? Third, is invest in skill sets. Very important. Because even if you're teaching, right? Yeah. Let's say you want to cut a small video or create a media of your own. Yeah. Whether it's FCP, iMovies, whatever, you know? Yeah. Honestly, I have, uh, you know, you should, if you, uh, there's this dancer friend of mine, Aditi Bhagwat. Kathak
2: dancer.
1: Yeah. The amount of time she invests in lighting, video, editing, it's commendable. True. True. You know, there's True. Ashwin Srinivasan, flute player, friend of mine. The amount of, of time he invests in putting out quality, right? Yeah. So yeah. nobody takes any of this easily. Mm. Just like, just like in a concert, if I go to a Krishna Marathe concert, what does Krishna Marathe do? She will make sure that she has good gear. She will make sure her instruments are fine. So there's a hygiene, right, that you follow. That's a great model. Why do we throw away that hygiene when it comes to internet? What is this mm-hmm. hurry of clicking Instagram live and Facebook live and starting to sing or playing? What is this <laughs> hurry? Yeah. Where is your hygiene of checking, is my sound reaching properly to the audience? Okay. You know, am I, Is my lighting correct in the room? If my sound is not reaching properly, why am I doing all this? So, skill set, right? So, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: three very important things that, that they can invest in. Like I said, teaching, analyze yourself. If you yeah. think you can teach, great. If you can think, teach basic level also, that's also fine. Yeah. Uh, original covers. Today, I'm sorry. Who's going to buy a cover song? Yeah. Nobody's going no to buy a cover song. For it. Yeah. You, the artists, unfortunately, who invested so, many, so much time and effort into creating uh, a, a huge fan base. What was their business model? Was to go and play live gigs. Now what's going to happen? Now they can't mm-hmm. play live gigs. Now, so, and now everything they did is available on YouTube. Yeah. You see where it's going to come and catch your tail. So, if I'm going to sing 10 songs, which are cover songs, and if that those cover songs yeah. are available on YouTube, what am I going to pay you for? So, somebody the other day asked me, why is it that classical musicians are getting more, I said, obviously because they play a new, even if it's the same rock, they play new every time. People are going to pay for something that's fresh. If you're going to play the same thing that they're available on YouTube, 100 people have done, what are you going to pay for? So great time. Great time to sort of put out original content, you know. And walk on the fire, man. What is this being lazy? Walk on the fire. Let people say your music sucks. So what? At least you tried. You know (laughs) what I mean? we,
0: We as a generation, I think are very scared of any kind of negative feedback or criticism. We are not able to take it.
1: It's fine. Absolutely. There's nothing to be honest, there's nothing called negative feedback. That's also there is one thing. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. like your food, don't like your food, it can be many reasons. So, right? But so. your job is to be honest to your craft Correct. and say, I'm gonna go deep into every layer of what I'm creating. And you invest whatever skill sets you want in doing that. Again I'm saying creating this independent music, indie, indie music, indie music and all. You know what? Do it when you have something to say also. Mm. If you don't have anything to say, just don't come out and just put anything. That's another big problem. So work, work, work. It's like a painter taking a beautiful, uh, this thing, blank canvas and starts to paint something fresh. Right? If it looks like somebody else is painting, why am I going to buy his painting?
0: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I think you're right. I mean... the the opportunity in this disaster right now is that earlier, at least, we had an excuse that I have to make covers because you're right, the, it because it leads to wedding gigs, it leads to live. Yeah, it, was is... it was a marketing medium, it was a marketing
1: medium. So, fine, that did your thing, you did your cover songs, you got your business, you got yeah. a lakhs in your bank, but now what? Now that's nobody's going to hear that, right? So, now yeah. change the course now and start yeah. writing original work because that's all people are going to hear. That's true, that's true.
0: Do you have any, any, uh, any plan or idea, any, even if it's an idealistic vision of how this entire ecosystem could be jump-started again? Like, is there any radical thing that you think that we all could do as a community, as a musician community, or do you think, is it, is it just taking its own course as it should or it needs some intervention?
1: Um, see, the root is always in, today it's a pandemic, tomorrow it might be something else. Right, yeah. Uh, I can tell you one simple thing that as, a, as my principle that I've kept,
2: yeah.
1: Because, see, at the end of the day, we can only work on ourselves. I cannot work on how the world functions, right? We can have conversations, we can have communication, we can have debates, yeah. we can have engagements, yeah. but I think I've always believed in doing small changes, it'll do its own thing whenever it has to do, right? Yeah, um. For me, I've always kept the mridangam in my hand because I said, so I've always worked reverse. So I've always thought, what if there's no power ever? (laughs) You can pick up a guitar and play.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you have that skill. I can pick up my mridangam and play. I can sing. So somewhere I feel it's a good time to invest in basic skill sets,
2: Mm.
1: which is, so these are two opposite things now that I'm saying, but they're both very important. One keeps you no. rooted; the other keeps you ready. Ah, right. So the rooted yeah. part is basically saying that if I have musical skills, char raag ko aata hai, instrument aata you know, anything yeah. could be melodic, whatever, yeah. which doesn't need any electronic stuff, nothing, no power. I can do it in a candlelight. So that's okay. the rooted part. okay. Yeah. The ready part is saying that, how can I present my stuff with the current, uh, you know, skills that I have. Like, for instance, the first thing I learned in the, in the breakdown in this whole thing was, uh, yeah. I mean, I said breakdown, but yeah, it was, it was shut down. Was in a to, way, it's a breakdown. <laughs> uh, yeah, was to learn broadcasting, like how this broadcasting software works. How does obs work Correct. so if you see my last two videos yeah. they're actually grabbing uh, my ableton screen and i'm shooting on the other so i reached out to my friends i quickly learned everything downloaded fart, 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 and i said i'm not going to put out cheap audio how can i put out good quality audio so yeah. all the signal chain everything so if i i can do it i'm sure anybody can so Correct. that's being ready right now i'm ready yeah, yeah. i'm ready to face uh, and say innovate, again, I've again not done my first concert, right? Live concert. Yeah. Reason being that I feel I'm yet not, I need to put out that right content, which people are willing to pay for. I yeah. my inst- I mean, I may be wrong, but my instinct says that if I'm going to sit and just do a looping track, I don't know how many people are going to hear that, right? Yeah. Can I bring in some amount of interaction? Because in an internet medium, yeah. interaction has become a lot of things. I mean, in, in an auditorium, you bring people to their own, in, into one world because of yeah. space. Yeah. But on in the internet, what happens is, you might be playing here, but somebody else is cooking, somebody else is doing something else over there. So how do I make that person come to my world? Mm-hmm. That's through talking or through so, creating a story, right? Yeah. So I think adapting and being ready and being rooted, these are, yeah. I think, the two sort of, I can just break it down in this sort of simple thing for people you know, to remember
0: very nice, very useful I think two of your metaphors and analogies I I think I'm going to keep with me forever one was the not mixing two dishes together but the ingredients not just take one dish and take one dish and smash them together as they call a mashup these days Uh, not to do that
1: that's the easiest thing I tell people, take pasta, take sambar and put it on it, have it (laughs) you know so if that's gross then sorry, I mean that's how sometimes some of the music sounds you know True, true, true that.
0: So Vivek, we have seven minutes. So I'm just going to tell all our viewers to please send in your questions right now. Now is the time. Send them right now in the question box. But in the meanwhile, uh, while we are waiting for the questions, I would just want to ask you, Vivek, uh, I have always been very curious about Konakol ever since, you know, started announcing that you were teaching online, like almost a year back. So I don't play any rhythm instrument. Uh, do you think it would be easier for... It's not easier, but would do you think I... As a musician, I would be able to pick it up.
1: Your answer lies in the boys that all these rappers actually rap. They didn't have any clue of music. Correct. So the only thing I tell people is when they ask me what is the criteria, I tell them you need to be able to talk. Ah, that we can all do very well. That's it. All right. The good thing is you'll start talking less and doing more conical. Ah.
0: That's that's always a welcome change. So Viraj here, Viru Abhangari post here. He's a tabla, is a fantastic tabla player and a rhythm player. He's saying that. Uh, I know, yeah, sir.
1: Yeah, he had started yeah, coming Viraj. to learn also briefly.
0: Ah, I see. He, sir has inspired me to play tabla or dolak on the stand. Thank you so much. Uh, Somebody is asking how can a fresh artist establish themselves after working on their art for a few years, Rick?
1: I don't even know if establish is a definite term like that way. Right? Because I don't think if establishing means that I, I mean, I would really want to know what establishing means. Uh, because uh, if it means that continuous uh, money coming in or continuous business flowing in maybe not, you know, because you're always mm-hmm. evolving. Okay. So I um, don't think
0: that happens to anyone, no, Vivek. The, the continuous flow, it's like all always... Admin, there are a going. few...
1: No, I mean, like, for instance, if you're, let's say, in the mainstream advertising or television world, they're able to sort of hold on uh, a longer fort, you know, than the rest of the independent music or any other sort of stuff, you know. True, true. Um, true. But yeah, I think it's just about really just working on your skill set, marketing, your business, everything together.
0: Correct. Again, I mean, that's a very valid point. Uh, Bhanushali, Hiren Bhanushali is also a drummer. He's saying that since the lockdown is going on, uh, me as a... Percussionist facing problems. Uh, Hiran, what's your question, please? Uh, He's saying establish the constant existence. So basically, I think he means consistent amount of work flowing in, I think. Yeah, I
1: mean, I think uh, he should should just start putting out solo stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, Like I said, paintings are made in empty canvases. It's not in, in a line drawing that you keep drawing every time. So here's an empty canvas, I think if you need to push yourself and uh, start working on 20 minute projects, you know, do, do playing, performance, collaborate with people, reach out to musicians, you know, yeah, yeah. because it's not like now we're in the rooms. I'm sure people are going to start meeting. So I'm sure people yeah. can start meeting. There'll be studios which will entertain you to sort of come together and play. You know?
0: Yeah, that is going to happen now. Suyash is asking, do you think there is a content overload post post lockdown?
1: Overload of what?
0: Content. Is there a content overload after lockdown? So yes, yeah, she's asking.
1: <laughs> well, it happened in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I, in fact, remember even sharing a post where I could just say circle, circle, circle. So many <laughs> stories. And yeah. I realized that, wow, like everybody's just, but I mean, how people react to things is not something we can control. <laughs> so um, we can choose to not watch it. As simple as that. Correct.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, we have one minute 34 seconds remaining. Vivek, do you still have time for more questions after this live? Yeah, ends? yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah,
0: so, okay, so great. So, guys, uh, don't go away. Please keep asking more questions. I'll take them. And uh, after this live gets over, I'm going to come back again with Vivek. So, you can join back again, please. Uh, so,. Hiren is saying that he is facing problems at home as a percussionist from a few days about playing instrument at home. I think he's making
1: a lot of noise as a percussionist.
0: So he has started learning Fruity Loop Studio, he's saying.
1: What do you okay, have to say Okay, but that? FL Studio he needs speakers at least, right? How long is he going to work on headphones? That's going to create equal noise. <laughs> yeah, but so, good. I mean, I think investing in learning, don't not, one should never learn with the intention of seeing quick results. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I learned editing just like that. So I do some, I'm not, I don't call myself a film editor or, uh, uh, you know, or anything, but I can edit, I can edit basic stuff if needed.
0: Correct. All right. 30 seconds more to go. Any more questions? We'll anyway come back. Vivek, what do you say? I'll end this right now and we'll start a new session.
1: Your wish, your wish. Anything. Sure. Yeah, because only 20 seconds.
0: Guys, come back. I'm ending this, but please come back immediately after this. just waiting for Vivek's connection. So we're going to take questions now. So if you have any questions for Vivek, please let us know in the comments. Thank you, Neha. Thank you. there you are alright so what's next for you Vivek now I mean with or without the corona it's the
1: same I am always just battling 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 something or the other wake up so Naya like I said my track Naya should release soon yes yes I'm working on that release yeah Uh, hard square feet is taking a fair bit of my time yes
0: so did you guys uh, build the website on your own as well
1: yeah, it's just me and this friend of mine, Atul Shukla. Yeah, uh, whom I met again thanks to Tadum, but he he apparently had met me long back at Palm Expo for some event when he used to work for Sudeep. So, yeah, I mean, really sweet guy. Knows music, knows music. I mean, he's you he know he's got a good heart. So yeah. he literally jumped onto this, and in thirty days we are up with it.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. So all you guys who are tuning in, please go and check out artsquarefeet.com and uh, people can register there as an artist. Yes, Vivek?
1: Yes. People can register and- as an artist. You have a very simple way to create your uh, your event. So what does creating an event mean is basically a link with a poster needs to go to your audience. So how okay. do you have all that in one place? So that process has been made simple. That same link People can watch the show as well. You can decide your ticket amount. Whether you want to have INR, USD, whatever. You know, and the link gets generated in no time. Tomorrow, in fact, the first gig is happening. which features this fabulous singer, Parul Mishra. Yes. Um, she's performing tomorrow. That's amazing. And uh, then, yeah, then there's a Veena player, Rajesh Vaidya, who's going to be playing on 20th June.
2: Fantastic.
0: Are these events, uh, are, are all these online concerts sort of spaced out or your are uh, are you sort I'm of...
1: I'm not doing this. I'm not deciding ah,
0: anything. Oh, they choose the data and they go online, is it? Oh, that's yeah. completely... The, oh, that's very autonomous then.
1: That's so you're the master.
0: That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. So we have a great question here from uh, Ragini Ghandelwal. She's actually a fantastic communications designer and visual designer. So she's saying, as artists, we want to only put out the best stuff out. Give her 100%. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Is it still okay to put stuff out even if it is 80%?
1: It really depends on what your 100% and what your 80% is, you know. Um, I think one can never predict the result, but you can only prepare to put out your 100%. You know, correct. Yeah. So, for instance, like I said, if I want to have a good quality audio, that's an yeah. intent that I have, and yeah. I work hard on that intent, if for some reason it yeah. doesn't translate, that's fine. Right. Yeah. Similarly, with lighting or anything that I do, or with your reas, you know, uh, you practice the best, and if uh, if there is an error that happens, it's fine. Right. I'd like to share one thing which I learned from an artist. He said, "There's a difference between an error and a mistake."
2: Yeah.
1: Error is something that you know that it happened, which is fine. Right. Yeah. And your knowledge helps you even rectify that error. Wow. But mistake is dangerous because you don't even know it happened. Uh-huh. So you played yes. a bump note and nobody even knew. So I think that's why I said that I think the intent of putting on hundred percent should yeah. come from within. You know? Correct. Correct. Uh, and sometimes it's okay to prepare for 120 so that you can achieve that hundred. But I think what if, she
0: meant was, in the, in the spirit of being consistent on, in producing content, is it okay to sometimes put out content which is not maybe your 100%, maybe it's 80% there, but in the spirit of being consistent, do you think I is- don't
1: think so. I, I, I don't believe that. I think it should be, like I said, it should be your 100%. Hmm. If you're not convinced, if you're not sure about it, you know, yeah. uh, if you're not fully satisfied, again, yeah. I will give the same analogy. Will you give a meal which is not cooked to your satisfaction? You'll do something to rectify it. Correct. 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 So why feed someone when you're not fully sure?
0: That's amazing. Yes. Uh, Vivek, uh, one more question. Can you please tell us something about creating beats or tracks with very little knowledge of the keyboard? Like what should be the start or what should we keep in mind when we're making a track. Uh, this is a question from a drummer, Hirin Banushali.
1: Not using the keyboard. That depends what he's using uh, to create the uh, beat. If he has any other MIDI trigger, it's a, yeah, it's difficult to answer this till he tells me what he's using Correct. Uh, to produce beats. So if he's using uh, MIDI triggers, I mean, personally, if you ask me, that beat needs to be played in your head first. Mm. Whether you play it on your keyboard or anywhere, it doesn't matter. Correct. Um, yeah. So, whichever tool that he uses, I mean, yeah. if he wants to use a MIDI dangam, most welcome.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Vivek, there's some, something that I actually wanted to ask you uh, in terms of a band context, right? So, you have a band yourself called One Platedly, where you play mm-hmm. with like a bevy of great musicians. There's a violin, there's a bass, Abhay Nayampalli on Carnatic guitar. And Khoab, I think, plays on the drums and you on the bridangam. Uh, So so how much of it is uh, spontaneous? How much uh, do you give each instrument the creative freedom also to play? Or are the phrases decided by the composer, which is you? Or how does it work? Like how much is them? How much is you? How much is holding that whole track together when you're playing in a live context?
1: One Play Ridley, all the parts are written by me. Okay. Uh, again, I, I would put it this way that it was again, a uh, you know, my beginning of my career that I actually didn't get called to play with anybody. Right? So I started yeah. writing my music. Mm. Yeah. To, to, I, write it, I started writing my music because I didn't have anyone play with me. Yeah. Nor did anybody invite me to play with them. So except that's, for a few.
0: That's probably uh, because they got intimidated just like I did.
1: I had nothing to get intimidated. <laughs> I, did, I didn't even I'm have an kidding. album that time. So moving images to be honest is again a result of that. That uh. I did my own music to play my own stuff. And you know. Yeah. Um, to music that I sort of believed in and wanted to do. So yeah. that sort of just stayed stayed with me you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, the, I think the only time. I've had, I would love to co-create, to be honest. I have been in situations where we co-create. For instance, with uh, people like uh, Shri or Bugay, We had a band called OK World Ensemble. Yeah. So there, a lot of co-creation used to happen. Correct. Um, but in a band like One Play Lee, again, for me, the key was a sound first. Right. So the sound was in my head. And yeah. I started approaching the music after that. So right. not having any key, keyboard, not having any electronic music was a conscious right. decision. To have right. harmonies written on the violin parts was again a conscious decision. So, yeah. All right.
0: So, so do, would you say that in this, this way, uh, you probably approach the live band also in terms of how you would approach you making your own album, like you decide all the phrases, what gets harmonized, what is the sound that you're trying to achieve, etc. It's, it's sort of similar in a way, the approach at least.
1: Yeah, mostly yes. Because I think that vision for what you want to do should be there. And if for some reason it doesn't reach there, you need to be yeah. sort of hard on yourself and just put it in the trash bin, you know. Uh, but so I think if you ask me if the vision is there, it actually happens very smoothly. There's no struggle. Correct. It's only all when right. you don't have the vision that it, there's a tuck of all, you know. Friction, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: also, since you're a rhythm player, uh what is your personal take on playing like these really odd time signatures like thirteen eight or thirty-one matra ka avartan, you know, like I've heard that also happen.
2: Uh,
1: it's all
0: what do you think about it?
1: Nothing, man. It's just like fancy way of of saying all this. <laughs> it? It's unnecessarily made to sound intimidating. Um, if you look at it it's like if I tell you, uh, you know, H2, SO4, Y, Z, whatever, and some weird chemical combination, you might get psyched. But if, you're a, if you're a chemistry student, you'll know it, right? Correct. So if you start learning, understanding rhythm from the basics of it and look yeah. at it from mathematical, I'll give you a b- very, very, again, this is something I tell all my students in my class also. Yeah. Math. In music, no, is like the skeleton. Okay? Yeah. The, the the rhythmical aspect that you put is the form, is the body. Yeah. So mm. you and I, the skeleton is the same. Right? Correct. But our forms are different. Correct. Once you understand yeah. the skeleton, the form you know is is actually the most important thing because that's what you're seeing.
2: Mm -hmm. So all this
1: 38 business and 31 and all, whatever it is, melody is important. Phrasing is important. There was a legendary poet from Tamil Nadu called Arunagiri Nathar. Mm -hmm. Um, Great poet. He wrote some of the most complicated, nobody on earth has written phrases and rhythm like that. And poetry. Correct. You know? Yeah. But if you see the, if you, if as a listener, if you listen to it, you don't, you don't see the, uh, the intricacies of math. Math is not to be shown ever. Wow.
0: But, but uh, do you, since you know the math and since you know math is your friend in the music uh, aspect of it do you sometimes get tempted to create something complex uh, does it ever happen that you have no satam
1: just... project there is something called dwani which is in a 2 and a half beat cycle right there's a track called okay. disha which has uh, which you can count in both threes and fours you can count it in both ways and it comes to the same thing wow. the baseline counts the baseline is actually counted in a in a 3 4 but in an 8 uh, 8 beat cycle yeah, but the beats go in a four-four. So I do all these things, but I mean, as a listener, I don't expect people to get uh, entangled in this, you know. Correct, correct. So that's a challenge. Then how do you make them enjoy it, yeah. and uh, and then let them dig it, dig deeper, you know.
0: Correct. Uh, and as a composer, what do you think about this uh, this sort of prevalent uh, thing that goes around sometimes that? never cater to your audience do what you feel like as a composer do what you feel like as an artist do not try to pander to your audience like do you think there's a mid-ground somewhere between
1: yes I don't think so I think pandering to the audience is a is again contextual right Mm, yeah in classical music uh, if I say uh, the singer tabla player. I mean, I'm just generally taking a case and example. There's a singer, a mridangam player, a violinist, or a singer, tabla player, and a harmonium player, and the audience. Right. That's the concert. It's not singer, tabla player, harmonium, playing for the audience. Oh, I get it. Right? Mm -hmm. So you take the audience energy and you sort of go with the flow your Your bandishes, your ag approach, everything sort of draws energy gives back, draws energy, gives back so there's a there is so that's one way of looking at context of audience correct right yeah, the other is to again consciously play to gallery you know mm. Mm. now that's tricky because like they say there is music that caters to below the waist and there's music that caters above the waist so what you want to sort of uh, consciously do, you know, yeah. but do you want to, uh, again, I'll quote a very legendary Tawil players. I have, my learning has not come from any music school. My yeah. learnings have come from legendary artists and their philosophies. Yeah. He said something very interesting. And this is talking in context of uh, audience. Mm-hmm. He said we're made of five elements. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Earth, Water, wind, fire, ether, correct? Yeah. Yeah. If your concert can cater to these five elements, you're catering to the audience. How do you do that? Earth, groovy stuff, right? Lot of laikari. Hmm? Yeah. Then you have water. Bring in fluidity. Improvising. It could be a song. It could be some parts, right? bring in fire dynamics play with dynamics rises yeah Nice. make it very fiery nice. play with air play with a lot of spaces mm-hmm. right yeah in the end leave the audience thinking what hit them space wow that's it beautiful
0: beautiful my
1: god so that's catering to the audience right
0: that's very
1: beautiful.
0: That's amazing. Actually, that totally cancels my next question. But that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll ask Actually, it anyway.
1: there are just
0: thirteen people there. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but this was really beautiful very. This is awesome. Uh, but uh, what do you, what do you think about uh, an artist's duty? Like some people say, it's an artist's duty to expand the mind of an audience to newer stuff like what do you think that responsibility is as far as you know artists are concerned
1: so uh duty is again it's unto yourself to be honest Hmm. um there is always this correlation that that is drawn that you need to become a better person to to perform better right correct so i think uh I think if you're dutiful to yourself in terms of your riyas in terms of putting out, like I keep saying, I think intent is the core to everything. The nucleus of everything is your intent and your reason to do whatever you want to do. Right? Right. Once you have that clear in your head, then yeah. you just need to commit 100% to that. That's your duty. That's about it. You know, the okay. rest of it is saying, the rest of it is hygiene. Which we, which we think it's, you know, why should I do that? Why should I dress up well? No, it's a hygiene. Yeah.
2: You
1: know, it's a visual, audio-visual performance. Mm. So people are seeing you. So okay. if I'm going to look stressed out, I mean, metal heads, works, that you're putting your head down, it works. Because yeah. in the whole zone of music, yeah, yeah. it connects. But imagine True. if I have to do ragdari music doing this. You can't. Yeah. Right. So there is that aspect of and then if you notice a lot of classical musicians, at least earlier, even yeah. now in the Carnatic, they wear very simple clothes.
2: Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Reason yeah. being that they want the attention to be on the music more than what they're wearing. Okay. So like I said, these are all hygiene which every genre, every artist can create for themselves, you know.
0: Yeah, definitely. One more question about the same topic I want to ask. Sure. Like, I just want to know your thoughts. Like, I know for sure that, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I I feel that I know this, that when Tadhom project happened, uh, not only were you trying to bring these two sort of uh, different Opposite parts. Way. Yeah, <laughs> these two parts together. Not only were you trying to do that through music, but you were sort of trying to blur the lines of division also on many levels, like there are a lot of invisible lines that sort of, you know, divide us. Indian classical music, for example, like both North and South Indian classical is sort of, it has become like the uh, privilege of a certain few and it is not passed on or handed down to a lot of other people, maybe even more deserving people just because of some other kind of divides. So, so, so was that also a thought behind sort of, you know, pissing off the purists that, hey, you know what, I'm taking classical music everywhere.
1: You know what? Thankfully, none of the purists got pissed off. That's great. That's great. So, because like I said, that's not my, I'm not into disruption that way. Right? Mm. Yeah. So even in my, even in the classical sections was done very authentically. Mm. People shared sometimes some videos with me where there are two people rapping, playing. That's not what I've done. You know? Yeah, it's not about going. Taka 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 taka. It's not that at all, right?
0: Good. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so that said, uh, to answer a previous question about, I mean, the, the earlier part about accessibility. Yeah. So one thing is, I didn't blur the lines. The lines actually were never there, you know. That's how I see it. Mm. Um. There is a. It's if you understand Shiva. You'll understand both that it, did, it doesn't exist also, and it exists also, right? So the existential part is the the lines drawn is it's in the mind. Yeah, it does not have it. Very, right? good. very. Good. If I if I say uh, uh, if I say chili flakes, chili flakes is not saying pizza. That's in the no. mind.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, true, true, true,
2: true, <laughs> you know,
1: so yeah. there is a, there's a problem in from where we see things. Right. So if you see it from the angle that music did not tell me. So who am I to be, you know, even acknowledging that there is a line. So yeah. that's why, that's why my first few students were people who didn't even know what Carnatic music was, let alone Conoco, they had yeah. no idea. So like I told you, I'm, I have this habit of going extreme. Yeah, uh, and I, I wanted to say all these things someday, right? But yeah. I don't say it till I don't do it. So, right. I'm I'm glad that there is some talking point before I say something, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think, I think it'll 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 do its own thing, man. I think we've had, and to be honest, we've had brilliant classical musicians even down south, sans religion, caste, whatever. Yes. Somewhere yeah. it all got lost out. God knows where, and yeah. it will all. It will not come back. I don't think none of this is going to stay, you know, because again, I tell people music is more powerful than human beings. So really? how much ever we try, yeah, it's not going to work. It might be temporary, right? So sure. it will flow. It's a river which you cannot control. You can be a temporary rock, but it will find yeah. its way and flow. So all the best oh. people who are trying to draw lines. It's not going to stop.
0: That's very true. It's been, you know, it's actually very curious for me also because I'm atheist, and I sing spiritual music for a living. But I never hide the fact that I'm atheist. But that's what I started doing. And but 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 that's what when people say, what do you imagine when you're singing bhajans? I say nothing. There is nothing to imagine. I am there with the guitar. My whole mind is on whether it is tuned or not after every song, whether the sound is balanced or not, and my sur is there or not. That's it for me. That is God. It doesn't matter what I'm singing. So, so I think you're right that music is more powerful than everything. And then I think for musicians as well, like to get over and to tide over this whole uh, pandemic and this little bump that we have hit. I think it's it's good to even remember that that. It'll help us yeah, get through sure. all this. Right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Great. we It was
0: such an honor. We've got so much invaluable knowledge and such beautiful nuggets of information. Uh, something that will stay in our minds forever. I mean, I speak for myself and I'm, I, I know some of the people who are logged in right now. I'm sure that it has... You know, hit them as well, beautifully. So thank you very much for this.
1: Thanks and for having me, Krishna. You've been too kind. A thank couple you of,
0: for inviting me. No, 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 not at all. Of course, of course. We should do this again soon. Maybe we can have a special agenda, maybe for musicians or maybe for producers and have a more in-depth session for like our targeted subjects.
1: What do you think? Anytime you say. I've never said no to you. Super. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you. Thank you. And everybody, I've pinned the uh, website at the bottom. It's artsquarefeet.com. Please go and register yourself as artists over there. And the website will guide you further. Vivek Rajgopal is the man and the brain behind that. Please follow him today. Uh, this session was just a glimpse of what he is. Follow him and we shall see you soon. Thank you very much, Vivek, for being here. And I'll talk thank to you, you. soon. Thank you. Bye.